You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Heavenly Father, we ask as we look at your word this morning that you would speak to us, Holy Spirit of the living God. We ask that you do that which you and you alone can do. We commit everyone again here tonight or this morning. Lord, let no one leave here the same. We give you thanks, our Father. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Push out a big amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. All right. Okay, so let's 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 continue our discussion about the parable of the airplane. And last week we started that discussion, and I said how so when Jesus will teach, he will teach using um, modern day phenomena to explain spiritual reality. And there are quite a number of uh, parables in scripture. Okay, and, and so we said, oh, look, we, we thought the airplane and how the airplanes work is a powerful way to teach a couple of spiritual truths. So last week we started that discussion, um, and, um, and we said, look, if you, if you look at that contraption that we all get into ever so often, and just the ability to put that in the air and to keep it going forward, that there are a couple of forces that are at work if you look at an airplane. So um, there's just the, so there's, there's the, the force of lift, there's a force of trust, there's a force of drag or gravity. Um, and we spoke about how, as Christians, our life is meant to be powered by the Holy Spirit. Now that's the necessary fuel that needs to get us going. And we spoke about how um, that planes generate a huge amount of momentum but that to translate that momentum into lift, that there's something called intelligent design. It means that there's a way that the force, uh, the speed, the wind that is, is working on the plane, works upon the wings of a plane, that causes it to then lift off the ground. We say that in our lives, that God will require us ever so often to employ intelligent design to make sure that the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives is not in vain. I remember reading out uh, of Matthew where he speaks about new wine requires new wine skin. And talk about the fact that God will lead us in different times uh, to design our lives in such a way that we can maximize the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, um, this week uh, I just want to speak about a subject how to stay up in a down world. How to stay up in a down world. Okay, um, how to stay up in a... I mean, it's a, it's a miracle to get the plane off the ground. It's even I mean, a more amazing miracle to keep the plane going for hours at such a great speed, height, you know. I, I really wish that every now and then that we could just wind down the windows of the plane and just look down, but they wouldn't let us do that. God will not let us do that, Okay. <laughs> Um, because if you cooled and realized just, because what happens a lot of times when you get on the plane, you don't know where you are. You're just watching the TV, trying to chat up the nice girl beside you, or trying to avoid the guy talking to you, and you don't know where you are. You're up in the sky. You, they can't even see you anymore. But how that continues going is really a miracle. And I say to myself this week that if a man who God created can manage such a feat. Can God 
who created man not keep our lives up at amazing heights. So if a gentleman went to school, God created this gentleman. He goes to school, a good school, you know, Harvard, Uniben, and the other ones, you know, goes to such a good school. And he creates a plane, puts the plane up there. I mean, sometimes these things travel for what, 12 hours or I don't know, 10 hours. So, you know, nonstop, nonstop. So when the pilot says, I need to just relax. No, no, just flying. Huge thing. Can God, can't God keep our lives up? It's very important. And, and you know, I'm just going to try and preach this the way God has laid it in my heart. One scripture that immediately comes to mind is Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, it says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, that we may run the race that is set before us with endurance. Okay? Um, and it's, 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 a, I mean, it's not hard to know that it's, it can be a down world. Uh, one of the things that's prevalent in our world is the force of gravity. So if we, you know, if I take my iPad and I throw it up, right, what's going to happen is that, oh God, we'll have to get me one for Christmas. Hint, hint, dear. Okay? <laughs> because it's going to break. It, it doesn't just take a mind of it and say, oh, well, it just threw me up. So that means he wants me to fly. And then start. even if I threw it up and I started to say fly, fly, you know, my nicest voice is not going to fly. It shouldn't fly. Okay? Um, and, you know, Hebrews there says, you know, letting go of weights and sins that so easily beset, it says, so that we can proceed on this race. I think it was uh, Pastor Godman who once talked about how when you see Nigerians, I think in black people in general, but Nigerians in particular at airports, you tend to know us. Because, you know, while the other people from the other parts of the world are checking in one bag, some of them no bag at all. So, so you get to, I just want to get to Lagos. No bag. No, no, no bag. When the Nigerians come, you know, I mean, you t- I, mean I don't know, but I, I judge all of us. Right? I judge all of us. Somebody's just like, how, how? How many bags? Why? Because, so sometimes, oh God, I have two kids, so we, we, there's four of us. So then we'll get to the airport our eight bags are complete, two for each person. Then hand luggage, even the keys are small. He says, oh, guys, it's hand luggage, small bag, you know. <laughs> so that's 12 bags, family of four. And Nigerians like to travel, well, we liked to travel with plenty of luggage. But I think after the currencies come down a bit, we've calmed down. Uh, we don't have that much. But I remember PG saying that someone saw him and his family one time at the airport. I said, you know, they were going on vacation. I said, oh, oh Pastor Godman, are, are you guys relocating? Because they, <laughs> you know, they, had, they had lots of stuff. And, and the first thing to say is that on your life's journey, it's important that, and we see this from the airplane, that you carry only necessary and allowed weight on your plane. Because sometimes you and I know that if, if, you're, if they let you, you can get on a plane with 10 bags. Or what typically happens sometimes if you, if you like, I hate going to the airport and then they say, oh, sorry, sir, your bag is overweight. You have, you have to, I, I hate that thing. Right now, in humility, I'll carry your bag to the side and open it. 
and start packing things out. No way. No, I don't. Ah, nothing. Nothing just, you know, and then you're trying to hide the underwear. You're just like, you know, I, I can't do that thing. So before I'm paranoid, so before I leave the airport, the hotel or whatever, I'm like, where in this bag? Is it, is it? I think I even know now when my bags are overweight. But it's amazing how that the planes, so the planes are very, the airport airlines are very insistent. Some airlines, sometimes you'll be arguing with them. This is 23, okay? If my bag is 25 kg, can't you just be a Christian? Don't you have fear of God in your heart? Says, sorry, I'm serious. I'm really sorry. Okay? They tell you in an Isaac, says, sorry, you have to take some load out and all that stuff. You know, but it's amazing how in life, sometimes people do not realize how much weight they're carrying. And so, I like to talk through that. How to stay up in a down. One of the first is, is a weight. What? Because gravity is real. Gravity is real. It, it pulls us down. Help me tell the person next to you. Tell them travel light. Travel light. Just travel light. So let me read Romans 8. In fact, if you are a note taker, I can give you five scriptures I'm going to mention so you can write them down. Uh, Romans 8, 1 to 16. Galatians 3, 3. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, I think, from verse 6 all the way to 17. And perhaps we will end at Galatians 5, 16 to 20. I'm going to try and say that again. Now, it's good to take notes when you come to church. Because when you hear someone talk, you don't hear everything. And when you take notes, it helps to retain some of the things. So, so it's um, Romans 8, verses 1 to 16, um, Galatians 3, 3, um, 2 Corinthians 4, 6 to 17, and then Galatians 5, 16 to 20. I'll try and get through this uh, by the help of God, okay? <sighs> Someone just say this, I am staying up. I know you have saved a bit of conviction. Say, I'm staying up. Okay, let me tell the person next to you, tell them you are staying up. You are, you are staying up. You, you're staying up, okay? Um, Romans 8, from verse 1 to 16. How to stay up in a down world. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of God, he is not his. And if, the, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life, of, of righteousness, but of the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He raised, 
He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Um, I'm going to stop there for now. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. And, and every man's life has what I'll call an internal government. Everyone's life has an internal, gov- internal government. So there are principles and laws that are at work in your life. The principles and laws that are at work in your life. Uh, the, the, the airplane flies and stays up in defiance of the law of gravity. The law of gravity says that everything that goes up must come down. But the plane, or airplanes in general, defy that law not by eliminating the law of gravity, but essentially by subscribing to what people would call the law of aerodynamics. Okay. And so you would find that objects that cannot access or invoke the law of aerodynamics are then subject uh, to the law of gravity. So the law that you subscribe to or the principles you subscribe to uh, essentially determine what forces act on you. Okay, so um, a Christian walk is a call to suspending the law of sin and death. We read the Romans here. It says that for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. It says further down, but the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells within us. Now this is interesting. So when the plane goes up, you can send any other metal object up there. But the plane has been designed in such a way And it's functioning in such a way that it's not obeying the law of gravity. Now, I know that a lot of us have grown up in a country where we don't really regard laws. We're going home last night, and we're going to make a turn, and the light was red on the other side. People just going, whoom, whoom. In fact, we were now patient. Our light was green. We're the ones, for the sake of life, we're not just waiting patiently. Don't worry. We're... You know, but people don't regard principles and laws a lot. But, but things will change. Amen? Things will change. But you know that there are places in Nigeria where the law of Nigeria does not necessarily hold. I don't know if you know this. So what happens, and I think this is mostly correct. If you, once you enter the embassy, for example, of the United States of America, you essentially are almost on American soil, quote-unquote. And hopefully when you enter the embassy of Nigeria, even in America, you are a Nigerian soil. So my question to us this morning as we you know, continue this whole parable of the airplane is, is what laws and principles are you subscribing to? Will you help me ask this morning? Ask the person next to you, what law is at work in your life? What laws are at work in your life? What laws are at work in your life? Because 
staying up. The plane does not stay up by wish. It's not that the pilot takes it up and says, all right, guys, we're up now. And just says, plane, fly. And the plane just starts to fly. That's witchcraft. You know. That's not aerodynamics. And sometimes in life, we get into this place where we kind of just think or expect that having subscribed to the Christian faith, that we would stay up. And up could be a number of things. And I'll come to that shortly. Just because we wish to be up. But here Paul says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. He says the same spirit who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells within us. And that, that got me thinking. In fact, I began to think of us as human beings almost like a plane. You know, and I was like, it's interesting that we live in the flesh. We carry, you know, essentially something that it seems on a daily basis seeks to want to drag us down. You know, it's, I mean, I, 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 well, I'm not going to speak for myself, but I know that I live a Christian experience where left to my flesh, left to the training of the person that I am, my life will not always do the things that I want it to do. I, I, I know when we come to church on Sunday, you've got your church face on. I, I know you've got, I mean, you're singing the hymns. You, before the worship guys even sing the next song, you know they're going to sing Onisha Yano. You can hear it already in the spirit. You have all the lyrics. You know it. And you know what to say when someone says, uh, bless you. Or, you know, they say, uh, what are the other things we say in church? When they say, how are you? You say, it is well. You know all the lines. Sometimes when the pastor quotes the scripture, you already, if I when he's talking like this, you kind of know he's going to quote X and Y scripture. You've got your scripture or your spiritual game on. But I, I know that this is not always you. Uh, please tell the person next to you, this might not be always you. I, I, this is not always you. No, no, it's, I, know, I know that on Friday nights, you know, this is not how you used to do like this. You don't just calm down and look at me. I'll be smiling, you know. And I'm not, I'm not judging you, not yet. I'm just telling you that <laughs> I realize, and sometimes when you are by yourself, and sometimes when you're in a different place from church, sometimes when you are faced with temptation, um, Isaiah chapter 61 says, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people thereof. So it means that if you live in a world like ours, the tendency is to, under the force of gravity, do the things that bring you down. Uh, let me stretch this a bit. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6, I'll read that. It says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Verse 8, it says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, 
but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I'll pause there. Once the airplane goes up there, trust me, all the forces around are saying the same thing to the airplane. Come down. Come down. That, that's all that really, that's, that's what they say. That's what gravity is saying. And, you know, I, I began to ask myself, so what is it in our lives that essentially says to us on a continual basis, come down? And this battle with the flesh is the first thing. Help me ask the person next to you, how is your flesh? How is your flesh? It's a bit of a morbid question. Is it? How is your flesh? Galatians 5, 16. Paul says, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 17 says, for the flesh lusted after the spirit. Some translations will say, the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to another so that you cannot do the things that you would. It says, but if you are led of the spirit, you are not under the law. The plane gets up in the air, takes off with 200, 300 passengers, says we're heading to London. But all through that process, there is a conversation that is happening up there. There is the law of gravity saying, come down where you belong. There is the law of gravity saying to Neca, why are you forming spiritual somebody? You know you want to turn up this weekend. There is a law of gravity saying to Tolu, ha, this is not how we raised you. What's all this? I want to be, I want to be a Christian. I want to be faithful. There is the law of gravity saying to someone, why do you think you can achieve what has not been achieved by people like you before. There's a law of gravity saying to someone, why do you think you can be married and successfully so? Look at your cousin. At your care. Didn't work out. Catherine, didn't work out. So why do you think it can be so with you? There's a law of gravity saying to a young man here, Everybody around you is in sexual sin. and why, Don't you even see it on the TV? And they are happy. Look at their faces. So what is this? I want to honor God with my honor what? You can even feel the fire. You see how your body is shaking. Like, come on. Come down. Come down. There's a law of gravity saying to our country, when you look back the number of years since independence, we have done absolutely nothing, it seems, to move us forward. So every time people stand up and say, I see a new Nigeria, before you even finish the people, he's, this guy doesn't know what's happening at all. No, no, doesn't understand what's happening in the town. And they say, come down here. It's a law of gravity saying to someone who said, I want to leave for God, I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal to make money. 
Love Gravity says, didn't you see that Range Rover that drove past you? And you know what that guy does. I'd like you to please tell the person next to you, tell them I'm staying up. I'm staying up. I'm staying up. The plane does not stay up by wishing. It stays up by subscribing to a different law. It says to the law of gravity, I know you want me down. As I prepared for this, I don't, you know, I felt so strongly in my heart that there are people who, as it were, there is a contention in your heart about how your life is going to end up. there's, There's information in your heart that keeps on warning you but you might not end well. You might not end that, that you might that the plane that you are flying, I don't know what it is, might crash. But the Bible says the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. It says, if he lives within you, if I can say to myself during the week, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of resurrection. And if he lives within you, he says there is an assurance. In fact, he begins to say he will even quicken your mortal body. Somebody say, I'm staying up. I can't hear you. Say, I'm staying up. The laws you subscribe to. So Paul says in Romans chapter 8, that for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is a very powerful law. I think it's Romans 3, Romans 6, I'm not sure which one. It says that the wages of sin is death. It says, but the gift of God is life. It, it says, look, nothing goes up for If I could tell you sometimes that on the ladder up, that you should remember the people you're passing because you might need them on your way down. It's one of those African proverbs that sound very wise. And it's okay to just tell people to treat people well, but if someone's saying, you are going up, you will surely come down. You know, you will surely come down. <laughs> but when the plane, you know, if you get into a plane and the pilot tells you, we're going to London now, but I'm not sure if this plane is going to stay up. <laughs> Some of you even worry about load luggage. What's inside the luggage? I don't keep the luggage. I'm not going anymore. <laughs> In fact, no, but I'm not, I've, 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 people have been known to say when the plane was about to go, that the door did not close properly or something. Just took it as a sign. Pilot, it's okay. No, no, no. Ah, is it not my travel? I'm not going again. I don't need that. Leave me. No, 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 no. It's a sign. I mean, I remember some, <laughs> we're waiting for some guys, some guests or somewhere. And they said the plane took off. There was turbulence or something. They landed them somewhere. So once they landed, they said, okay, the weather is good. Now let's go. Some people said, no. <laughs> we're not going anymore. <laughs> How did party say which party? They said, we're not going anymore. But sometimes the flesh, and, and I, I, I know this, I, I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible, but I know that this is the reality of the Christian life. That because what happens is that sometimes Christians are shocked when they see the flesh manifesting. Because they know that they were in church for pre-service prayer, and they were praying for one hour. But then, as gravity begins to pull on them, they're like, oh my goodness, 
maybe this thing is fake. And so I must say to someone here that opposition or resistance is proof that you are moving. It's proof that you are moving. In fact, failing sometimes is proof that you are trying. And so you need to be careful about the narrative that the devil sells to you. Because, you know, sometimes people feel certain things in their hearts and they're like, oh my God, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christian. <laughs> well, the airplane flies and stays up, not by eliminating the law of gravity, but just by subscribing to a new law. And it's interesting how there is this concept of continuation, because you know that the pilot cannot, in the middle of the flight, say, um, I want to rest the engine. No, you don't rest the engine. <laughs> you don't rest the engine. You don't rest the engine. The plane moves so quickly and so decisively that gravity cannot, before gravity makes up its mind, the plane is already in London. It's already, it doesn't stop and say, okay, try yourself, try. No. And so, there is a call upon us as Christians. In Galatians 5, I read earlier, verse 16, it says that if you would walk in the spirit, you would not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, it's almost saying that I can, it's saying, Paul is saying, I know there is something, it's trying to pull you down. The flesh is interesting, it's trying to pull you down. It's the reason why you know, sometimes, and I don't know about you, but sometimes you've done certain things before, and you know, and it's after you're like, ah, but why did I, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I, you know, why did I, why did I respond like that? You're driving in traffic on Monday. Guy drives rough, almost brushes your car. You've called him unprintable names before. Then you start to ask for forgiveness, not forgiveness, and this happens to me a lot, not a lot. Well, it's reducing. Getting better. But it happens to me sometimes. So I'm like, God, I'm sorry, but the guy drive was, was just driving anyhow. But I'm sorry. It's not like that. Crack the door. But at the point I started saying, okay, that, he's not a fool, but he's driving foolishly. <laughs> but sometimes you output and you say, oh, that's the flesh. That's the flesh. But Paul says that there is a way you invest in the spirit that the drag of the flesh is no longer as... Because... The, what I find is that a lot of people feel the drag of the flesh filled, and it's like, my God, this thing is a joke. And they land their planes. Paul says, uh, I think it's Galatians, he says, let no man, he says, God is not mocked. He says, whatsoever a man sows, that he would reap. He says, he who sows in the spirit shall of the spirit reap life. He says, whatever you sow in the flesh, he says, from the flesh, that's what Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 says, do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows, is the one who sows to please his sinful nature. From that nature will reap destruction. He says, but the one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Somebody say, I'm staying up. I'm staying up. And so, when we say to Christians, pray. When we say to Christians, the study of the word is not optional. When we say to Christians, you know, 
Spend time in fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Spend time in fellowship with fellow Christians. We're simply saying, would you make space for the Holy Spirit? Would you subscribe to the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus? And, you know, I, and, I, I, and I need to speak you know, freely this morning. The fear sometimes when people think about the choice between living spiritually or living carnally is that we actually think that living spiritually results in a life that is not fun. And the truth is that sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. At least temporarily. At least temporarily. So Paul was saying, 2 Corinthians 4.17, says, For our light affliction, which is for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. It says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. It says, For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I don't know how much time you're making for the spiritual, for the Holy Spirit, for making sure that your flesh does not drag you down. And, and I, I will say this, for some of us, you have lived life already. Ah, you have lived, there's no, there's, you've lived life. So I, when I, and I say this carefully, you know, because sometimes for some of us, we, you know, you, you, didn't have to, God saw how you were going, and maybe like 16, 17, so he just told them, call this guy now. If we let Nat enter 21 and he's not saved, things are going to be challenging. He saw the way you were already at 16, saw how you were showing yourself already. For some of you, even though God was calling you, you still didn't hear. And so, you have tuned the flesh to, so you are, and I, and I say this, about, I speak to one, I speak to all of us. So sometimes you've tuned, you've trained the flesh so strongly that, and even just driving in daytime past certain nightclubs, there's music in your head already. And I say that to say, look, never underestimate how strong gravity. You know, gravity does not respect, and it doesn't respect your how you are packaged. Doesn't respect your size. You can say, I don't believe in gravity. I don't believe in gravity. It, it doesn't change that. And so sometimes you have to be, so you, some, of, some of us know, you know where you are coming from. And so sometimes it does impact how much you must fight and invest in the spirit. The Bible says that when men shall say that there is a casting down, that we shall declare that there is a lifting up. The Bible says that we will not be afraid. <laughs> because, and I just stretch this a bit, I stretch this a bit. One of the things that comes with, with this investment in the spirit is that you, you find it a little bit more difficult, or a little bit easier, I would say, to avoid what scripture calls the works of the flesh. So Galatians 5.19, if you read through that, it begins to 
put out a list. But there's one that I want to mention because it's important in the parable of the airplane. I don't know if you've ever seen people in Lagos do this, where sometimes, you know, uh, you know, someone has done something they don't like in traffic, and so because they believe that God has called them to restore law and order to the society, they chase up to the person, you know. The one, well, the Christian people do is that we chase up, and then you give the person the look. You know, just look at the person, and you speed off, as if to say, my God is greater than yours. You know, just, that's even the Christian people. The, the maturing Christians, when, still, when you, you now start trying to move your car towards the person's car, but sometimes I've seen, I've been in the car, where the person now, and if, if you've done this before, it's okay. God forgives you, ignorance. Sorry, don't do it again. You just even cross the person. Then you now tell the person, oh yeah, move now. Let me see you. you know? And we see this in Lagos traffic. You, know? you, you cross the person. You know? Sometimes the person is almost colliding. They're like, ah, hey. Was in an Uber once. The guy was, but the guy now stopped in front of the other guy. You're driving, jump, jump. You know, we see that one. Jump over. Let me just speed him. Jump over. <laughs> but, but, and that's okay because we're on the land. We're on land, baby. Imagine if your pilot <laughs> on your plane just announces, guys, there's a Boeing 737 who's just tried to pass. I don't like the way he's driving. I'm just going to cross him now. <laughs> You know, you know what you just do? You put on your phone, you just start dialing everybody. This is how it went down. <laughs> this is the pin for my account number. Call the pastors, call the intercessor, let them pray. There's someone crazy. Because it's okay to do certain things if you're driving. Because you know what's the worst that will happen? They will have to cut, and it happens. They hit each other, they come out, they call asthma. But at certain heights, you cannot afford collision. Have you ever heard the plane was up there and now brush something? There's no brushing. No, no, no. <laughs> because at the speed and at the height at which you are, one thing that Christians cannot afford is strife. And, and Paul, when he, when he lists the, 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 the fruits of the flesh, Galatians chapter 5, one of the things he speaks about is strife. And so, it's interesting that one of the things that happens as you sow into the spirit is that you begin to learn and have a desire and have a capacity to walk at peace with all people. And even when people have annoyed you, you are the one that goes to them and says, look, I'm, I'm sorry. Because you understand, the Bible says in James chapter 3 and verse 16, I think it is, it says where there's envy and strife, it says there's every other kind of evil existing there. It's interesting about Dele's God experience when he talks about forgiveness. Because one of the things that unforgiveness does is that it drags you down. And, and so, you know, I put in my note that airplanes stay up by avoiding strife and resisting terrorism. I'll talk about this a little, try and put everything together. I don't know who is in active strife. When I mean active, it means that, so there are two types. Active strife is that you know that you are fighting with someone, you are quarreling, you know it. So as I started talking about this, it's possible that the person's name popped into your heart. 
who are you? Your sister. What is she doing? <laughs> but you know it. Uh, help me ask the person next to you. Who, who are you colliding with? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And it's okay if you were f- just driving on the ground, you know. But, but I, I do believe that the Christian walk, the Bible says that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It's very akin to flying a plane. I do believe that we must resist strife as strongly as we can. By the way, it includes Twitter fights. I, we, don't, we don't fight on Instagram, do we? They do? <laughs> okay, I'm coming. I'll get there one day. <laughs> but, you know, because, because those ones, you know, sometimes you just wake up in the morning and you're just like, they, you, just, you, just, you actually just get, you sniff it. You can see, ah, they've been fighting. And, then, and I remember saying to a friend recently how that it reminds me of, when I, when I see all this on social media, it reminds me of, Roman gladiators and how they would gather human beings and then huge theaters and they'll all be, they'll all be cheering, you know, and they just, you know, and then you call, what happens is that the more blood there is, the more we shout, yes, yes. So airplanes, airlines will make sure that the planes are on a path where there is no collision possible. Next week, you know, I'll talk about air traffic controllers and I think, I think, but, you know, when the pilot, I've seen, I've started the runway before because the pilot says, they said we cannot go now. It says because there is a plane that is going on that runway. It's going to land. Or go, because if you're in the plane and the pilot just says, guys, I'm tired of waiting. We're going to take off. I know most of you here want to get to your destination on time. I can't imagine. You know, these people are very lousy. We're going to go, guys. I'm taking a risk. <laughs> People will be begging, oh God, it's not like that. We're not going and just relax. Oh God, please. I have children. Please. I'm not even married. Relax, please. I won't speak about terrorism a lot, but you do know that because of the sensitivity of uh, of a flight, that (laughs) but nowadays airlines, airports will check everybody who is going on a plane. And I put on my notes here how, that how to stay up on the down wall, one of the things you must do is to search everyone who seeks to board your life. And just be sure about the content that you're allowing into your very space. The Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it proceed the issues of life. How to stay up in a down wall. The picture in my heart is about essentially understanding everything that potentially pulls a human life, a project, a company down. Understanding what those laws are. And and for us as Christians, the Holy Spirit at work in our lives is the primary way, the biggest way, the biggest empowerment that we have that allows us to walk contrary to the law of gravity. It's very easy, very, very easy to be sad in this world. In fact, sometimes you don't have to go far. 
you just wake up in the morning and put on CNN. Sometimes it just, you don't have to go far. You, you, just, you just wake up in the morning and it says, mudslides kill 150 people in the Philippines. And then fires burn in California. And then uh, Arsenal lost to this. And then, you know, just a mix, just a mix from around the world, you know. And then your favorite couple broke up again, you know. And, you know, just, and then, you know, you see the, the dollar, naira exchange rate. Just a mix of things. You just take 10 minutes. You can be depressed for 10 minutes. It doesn't take long. So the fact that you are sad or depressed, and I don't take that lightly. I'm saying that too, it's, it is a, it is, it is almost to be expected in the world that we live in. In fact, I remember when we did the dealing with depression course, one of the things I said was that sometimes sadness, acute sadness, is the shadow that a broken world casts upon the souls of human beings. Just the fact that you are in this world. You just wake up and just, just tired. But I realized that the same way a plane makes choices, deliberate choices, is the same way that Christians can make the choice to stay up. Isaiah says, arise and shine. And so when God says, I am the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I know sometimes we only interpret that in the sense of competition. I am above my neighbor. It's not just, it's not even that at all. It's about you understanding that the Holy Spirit who you carry on your inside, in your person, is the spirit of resurrection. And so, I began to say to myself, that sowing in the spirit is the rule for staying up. That I would follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. That I would not involve myself in strife. That I would resist terrorism. That I would not feed pain or sadness. That it's already, it's, it's already too easy to be sad in this world. Which is why I, I personally can't understand people who tell me, oh, my favorite movies are horror movies. How? <laughs> How? You know? I think those people are very, very light-hearted. That's fine. You know, God, God help you. It's okay. You have a, a gift. I, and this is just me. I, my wife will tell you, my favorite movie are the ones that make me laugh. Because when I get home, I'm going to watch a movie that better makes me laugh. <laughs> the Bible says that there's something about cheerfulness. That it does good for the heart like medicine. I realize that there is so much temptation to settle for being down. And so I began to say to myself, <laughs> the course of the week, that I'm staying up. I began to say to myself that I'm staying up. It says if the same spirit had raised up Jesus from the dead, so they took, the Bible calls Jesus our older brother. They took him, they put him in the grave. And they locked the grave and put a guard there. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit 
got in there, raised him up. The Bible says that same spirit is at work in us. So I began to say to myself, I am staying up. I am staying. So that if men can make a plane, put it up there, it does not fall down. I mean, planes crash sometimes, but as a rule, should not fall down. I began to say, I'm staying up. I'm staying up. I'm, I'm staying up in my finances. I began to say that I'm staying up. If I began to say it over and over again yesterday, I said, life point, we're staying up. That we're staying up. I don't know where you are in your career, but people will say to you, if you've not done X and Y by this age, then there's no sense. But I just wanted you to know that the one who is driving your plane, the Bible says, is the one who neither sleeps nor slumbers. And he's God himself. I don't know where you are in your walk with God. You might have said to yourself, when it comes to this thing or that thing, I won't do it again. And you've seen yourself fall by the wayside. You've seen yourself fall ever so often. You've seen the flesh as it were triumph. But I want you to know that you are staying up. Help me tell the person next to you, tell them you are staying up. They didn't hear you. Please tell them properly, say them you are staying up. says there are two parts. There are two parts. And for someone as I have given, you know, this talk, God has prompted you about certain things. God is prompting you about certain things. Someone says, but Idris, how do I know? How do I know when I'm sowing to the flesh? Sometimes you just, by reason of use, you, you know. So after a while, you can see what is so into the flesh and what is not. But nobody said you shouldn't go to the club. But you know that after Cecilia was dancing with you, that she was now grinding. You know what grinding is. You know how it went down. Uh, what is, what is, uh, uh, no, come on now. Let's, 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 I'm coming where you are. Relax. You know how it went down. Because when you woke up on Saturday, you know how you felt. You know what happened when you watched that movie. I mean, you know what happened when you watched that movie. You know what happened after a couple of hours of singing a particular song. I remember a much older friend of mine was teasing a young man then. It was an album. I can't remember what the album was. Something about setting you on fire. And I remember he said to the guy, after they've set you on fire. <laughs> but you know what happened. I mean, and I say this freely to the church. There was a time when I couldn't listen to a particular, a particular young woman song for a, for a time in my life. Because music is very powerful. And sometimes for some of you, you just hear one particular song. And it takes you back. <laughs> it just takes you. You know that song. What's your song? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> eh? Breathless. What's breathless? Speak to me. 
<laughs> Who sang that song? Because it's a very deep song. It takes you to certain places. So you don't listen to it often. Good, good boy. <laughs> but it's good to laugh. You know, we can all laugh about it. What's so into the flesh? You know that the last time you drank more than X amount of alcohol, that the stories they told you in the morning, you couldn't remember everything. When you even saw the video of the girl dancing on the table, you were like, that's not me. They were showing, it's you. Oyinda, it's you. Don't worry. They said, no, it's not. He said, it's you. Look at your hair. He said, <laughs> what's so into the flesh? The Bible says that Adam and Eve got to a place where they had done something. The Bible says when the presence of God showed up, that God did not, he did not get upset. They just found themselves withdrawing and hiding. I don't know who it is, but there is such a strong prayer in my heart today. But you will just make a decision that you are staying up. I don't, I don't know what it is about. That you are refusing to crash. You know when you get into a plane that you don't just sit anywhere. You sit where you sit according to the ticket you bought. I don't know if it's happened to you before, but sometimes the airlines are on nice, and then so if you're flying in economy, then they make sure you board through first class side. So as you are going, you now see <laughs> these human beings are sleeping here. Eh? <laughs> then you know, the business class. You now see smaller chairs. You know, you even see them giving out nice bottles of wine. Like why? See a party, but they're just giving them wine. Then they now show you your chair. <laughs> is the ticket that you bought. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're traveling with the children, you know. Daddy, why can't we sit down here? Move on, move on, move on. Why you? <laughs> How many of us are there? You know how many times why? <laughs> why four of us times what? <laughs> I'm sure my kids have asked me, Daddy, why are we not flying first class? <laughs> laughing. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but so it is with life. When you sow in the flesh, that's the ticket you buy. I, I need to close on this one. because I don't know if it's ever happened to you before where sometimes you're in the middle of something and you're looking at, you're almost looking at yourself, hey, is me, this is me, but it is you. Sometimes people say, look, I didn't, I didn't mean to sleep with her. But all your clothes went off. All. <laughs> the Holy Spirit wants space in our lives. Staying up in a down world, the Holy Spirit wants a space in our lives. It's not about how much you have, by the way. Bible says in Luke 12, 15, one of my favorite scriptures, it says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. It's not about how much you have. So the fact that you have lots of money does not prove that you're happy. There are lots of millionaires who have committed suicide before. It's not about how much you have. It's better to be 
rich and sad, but my point is, it's not, sadness doesn't, it's not about that. Why do I have to stay up? God wants you to stay up. God wants you to stay up. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says, but I have come that you may have life. I'm saying to myself, but that is the lifting up. And have it in abundance. Have it in a continuing form. We'll pray out of Nehemiah 6 this morning. Nehemiah 6. Someone says there's a book called Nehemiah. Yes. Nehemiah. The Bible says, when word came to Sambalat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it. Though up to that time, I had not set the doors in the gates. Sambalat and Geshem sent me this message. Come and let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. I like the next verse. He says, but they were scheming to harm me. Verse 3 says, so I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project. He says, not go down. <laughs> it says, why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? It says, four times they sent me the same message and each time I gave them the same answer. What was this answer? I am carrying on a great project and cannot go I bring a word to someone this morning. You are staying up. Next week, we we try to put this together and talk about why planes land. (laughs) Talk about how planes don't necessarily fly on a straight line. Talk about spiritual reflection, especially since the end of the year. In fact, let's talk about next week, about how planes get to airports to let people in let people on off but today I I would like us to pray for five minutes a couple of things God said to me I felt very impressed in my heart was the word reflate I said to the leaders uh, it's an economic term reflate it means to provide new capacity in the economy I talked about impossible situations and then there was a word about healing all I'll ask us to do this morning is to take two people, if you don't mind. I know you like to be by yourself in service. I apologize. Two people. The Bible says there is a power when we agree. And all we are really agreeing is that we're staying up. And so ask them for their names. You probably use one hand to play the keyboard, but to hold my hand. But ask them for their names. And then, I know you've been wanting to ask her for her name all day, but just all, only name now, no number, just relax, okay? But we'll just pray, and our prayer, first prayer, will be a prayer in the spirit. Two people, if the guy doesn't look like he can pray, 
just tell him, I just want to use the bathroom at the back or something. Just tell him, I'm coming. I just, you can relocate. I beg you, you want to go somewhere else. No problem. Leave his hand. If you just, okay. But you're praying in the spirit over that life. And we're simply saying, this life has a great project, a great work. God's hand is upon this life. This life is staying up. This life is staying up. We'll pray in the spirit. And as we pray in the spirit, I believe that one of the things we will contend against is any resistance, any terrorism, as it were. But I also then, I would then ask you after that to pray for yourself. And just to begin to declare out of Romans chapter 8, that the Lord, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made free from the law of sin and death. I do not sow into the flesh and reap of the flesh death. I sow into the spirit and of the spirit I reap life. I stay up. And, and then I don't know who it is and I don't know in what aspect of life or someone might just be the sanity of your mind or someone might be academically I don't know what it is but the Bible says once has it said it twice have we heard that all power belongs unto God I am staying up okay so you want to stand you want to sit but hold one or two hands hold one or two hands it is useful if you know their names so at this point you begin to declare as you pray in the spirit for a couple of minutes or so and then you would declare to Louis staying up and you will pray in the spirit a couple of minutes and you will say, Shubabi is staying up. Nat is staying up. Akko is staying up. IBK is staying up. And Fallaby is staying up. That life point is staying up. And our God is the glory and the lifter up of our heads. That, we, that he has said unto us that we are the head and not the tail above and not beneath. And when men shall say that there is a casting down, we shall declare that there is a lifting up, that Oyinda is staying up. Marekatanda Maleke Bonosko Soto Lebaragade, that Shalewa is staying up in the Satoman de Liboros, that Tipo is staying up, that Toka is staying up, Alakamados, that Caleb is staying up, Alabasanda Magadosh, and Moses is staying up. I thought I thought people were praying in this place. He says, if the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells within us. Ah, Would you pray, church? That Debilade is staying up. That Yimika is staying up. That Tamilare is staying up. That Ungosi is staying up. That Kelvin is staying up. We defy gravity. I'd like you to contend over that life. Declare that nothing missing, nothing broken. Declare that everything that seeks to pull them down, whether it's within or without, the Bible says those that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They capone the mogodosh. They shall run. They shall walk. They shall not be weary. They shall not faint. Declare that your brother will not faint. Declare that your sister will not faint. I am staying up. Jesus said unto Peter, 
He says the devil has sought to sift you as wheat. He has sought to put some turbulence in your plane. He says, but I have prayed for you. Would you pray another minute? God is touching some issues this morning. Hey, Ogoshuku is staying up. Fumbi is staying up. Mori is staying up. Shower is staying up. Martins is staying up. And so is staying up. Life point is staying up. Erebakanda Magadosh. Erebakanda Magadosh. Erebakanda Makayagadosh. Bambo is staying up. Ekamakalebos. Etenebasilebos. Etenebasanabos. Ekelebakanabasakaye. You can let go of those hands now. I'm going to let you pray for yourselves. Nehemiah says, they kept sending a report. Say, would you come down? Would you come down? Would you come down? Not once, not twice, not three times. I don't know how many times you've gotten the report, in what aspect of life you've gotten the report. But Nehemiah says, I'm working on a great project. He says, I cannot come down. I cannot come down. He says, left to me, I'm not coming down. I say, you want to come try and drag me down. He says, but I'm not coming down. He says, I'm not coming down. The Bible says, God has set us with Jesus in heavenly places. He said, high above, high above. I'm not coming down. I don't know who needs to pray over their life. I don't know what it is about. And if everything is fine in the sphere, or fantastic, just go ahead and worship. But there's somebody who just needs to go ahead and declare over their lives, call yourself by your name and declare that I am not coming down. I am staying up. I am not coming down. Declare that the same spirit who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells within my mortal body. The Bible says he keeps on to me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for morning, the garments of praise and the spirit of heaviness. It doesn't matter how many times they've sent the report, but I am not coming down. He says, when men shall say that there is a casting down, we shall declare that there is a lifting up. Holy Spirit of the living God. He says, if that spirit who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells within our mortal body, would you call, would you call forth your, would you call for resurrection? I am not coming down. I am not giving up. I am not stopping here. Someone needs to declare that the Lord, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus is at work in me, that I am that no longer responding to the Lord of sin and death. I am no longer responding to the Lord of sin and death. I am no longer responding to the Lord of sin and death. I am no longer responding to the Lord of sin and death. The plane refuses to respond to the law of gravity. The plane refuses to respond to the law of gravity. You might have walked here with a huge burden of guilt, of condemnation. God says it is the law of sin and death. He says no more, no more. He says but the Lord, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. I don't know who has been reporting to you 
It might be something out of your lineage that has been reporting to you. Yeah, man, that Magadosh will tell them, I am not coming down. I am not coming down. It might be evident of a past failure. It might even be quite recent, but tell it, I am not coming down. Hey, Hey, Come on, church, pray another minute, pray another minute, pray another minute. Just pray the spirit. Just pray the spirit if you can. Just someone just want to go ahead and confess I'm not coming. He said he would not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord will keep Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.